to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 1986's Three Amigos, directed by John Landis, and starring Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Chevy Chase. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Can't wookie, hardly wookie, wait. Wookie. <laughs> that we were, is we we're screwing around off exactly. Air, folks, yes, and, yeah. But you just did the DJ thing with the with the <laughs> when I said can't hardly wait accidentally, and it yeah, made me dude. think of Seth Green and his goggles. Oh man. Um, you know, it, it's it's a weird thing that's happened to me where I stuff that came out when I was younger that I should have liked or I should have been engaging with. Yeah. I, I skipped it because I thought I was too good for it. Right. Or I was too smart or whatever. Um, now that all these years have passed, I'm now like kind of reconsuming it. And I'm like, you know, I, I wasn't too good for it. It's fine. And maybe just because I'm nostalgic for it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but I watched Can't Hardly Wait and it was a fun time. Yeah. It's you know? like a classic teen comedy. Sure. From like what? Like 2000 or 1998. Something? All right. 98. Yeah. And a weird thing happened where. I, I'm pretty sure that whoever, like Alan Ball, when he created Six Feet Under, must have watched Can Hardly Wait, okay. like right before he did all the casting, because Lauren Ambrose, um, Peter Fascinelli, uh, Rodriguez, uh, Freddie Rodriguez, okay, is also in, yeah. like it's, and there's one other person, like Eric Balfour is the other. There's four people who were in uh, Six Feet Under <laughs> that were in Can Hardly Wait. And maybe it's the same universe. It, uh, I thought about I that it. too, yeah. but, but Lauren's it's haircut is different. So the yeah. cinematic universe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just one of those weird things where I was like, well, this is, this is, uh, you know, he, he really must've just checked this out, this movie out like right then, but I don't know. Yeah. Oh no, that's cool, dude. I'm, I'm glad to hear this. Yes. We, we've talked a few times about your snobbery that you used to have. <laughs> it's well documented. It's well documented. And we all go through that too. Yeah. And I was, I was in that phase at one point too. And the insufferable um, film. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. Where you, you think you're holier than thou. Oh yeah. Because you like Bergman instead of, you know, John Hughes movie. It's yeah. Uh, it, it afflicts us all. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, that's awesome. Can't hardly wait. Dude. Yeah. Um, I watched something that no one's probably ever heard of this. It's, um, it's called Chrysalis from 2008. It's based on a like it's a low budget film based on like a Ray Bradbury short story. Okay. Um basically like the earth is covered in like a nuclear fallout. Um uh everything's dead. So there's these scientific facilities around the world trying to like regrow plants and things like that. You can tell it's like a super low budget movie. It almost looks made for TV in a way too. Oh right. Minimal cast, um, unknown names. Um and basically, this one scientist goes outside the shelter to try to grow stuff out in the wild because they're trying to genetically mutate these plants to be able to regrow and stuff. And he gets afflicted with the radiation. And what happens is he comes in and he starts to become a chrysalis. Like, uh, he dies, but like, he's not dead. Okay. And the other scientists there are like, what's going on? And he starts to get this, like, growth all around him. And it, he becomes a chrysalis like a butterfly, you know, like he's metamorphosizing into something else. I see. So that's that's the movie. All right. They got this dead guy who's becoming a chrysalis in their facility and they don't know what to do about it. Um, well, it sounds awesome. Yeah, it does sound good. Um, it does. It is kind of intriguing, but really, it's not that great of a movie. <laughs> it really wasn't that great. 
Um, I think the budget really hurts it, though. So it sounds like it had a great premise, but maybe the, the premise execution is great. Was off. Um, and I'm just gonna spoil it because no one, you probably shouldn't watch this movie. <laughs> so I'm just gonna spoil it, people. If you skip ahead a minute, if you don't want to hear this, but like, he eventually emerges from the chrysalis, and he's the second coming of Christ. That is not <laughs> a turn I saw coming. Yes. Um, yeah. All right. So, so he's the Messiah. He's the Messiah, and he steps outside, and the cl- the sky clears, and uh, there's <sighs> blue sky and clouds again. Yeah. I mean, holy shit. Yeah. A, a twist you don't see coming. Uh, <laughs> well, this is like the ending of, of, of The Man from Earth, almost. Almost uh, is, yeah. Wow. A much better movie. Uh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, this movie's quite something. They, they do get into kind of religious politics in it. Um, there's a general who comes in and wants to destroy him. And Are you sure com- this wasn't a good movie? Yes. All right. I'm pretty right. sure it's not that good. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's just okay. I, I got you. Um, read, read the short story. Read that. Oh, oh yeah, that's it. true. Yeah. You said it was based on Ray Bradbury. Yeah, okay. So, um, but yeah, yeah, Chrysalis, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds good, but it's not that good. Uh, understood. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, Dave, let's get into the main feature here. <laughs> Three Amigos. Yeah. Why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Very well. So this is uh, in the early 20th century. There's a, a small village in Mexico. It's being routinely plundered by this warlord. And the villagers see a silent movie about gunfighters and they think that what they're seeing is real, so they ask these guys to come help them, and thus begins our story. <laughs> you know... <laughs> How dumb can you be? It's just like... I, I Okay, so on this viewing, okay. one, one thing that bothered me... Um, okay. And, and I still like the movie, of course. Let, let's just get out here now. Like, exactly. We grew up on this yeah, movie, right? Yeah, like, nonstop. I watched this at my grandma's house every day on VHS. Like, I got it for just... Christmas in 1990. Yeah, dude. And, I, and I, we watched the VHS nonstop. Uh, but Carmen seems like a very intelligent young lady. Yes. Why would she believe that what she just saw was real? <laughs> I don't know, dude. And I was just talking to someone the other day about, like... I'm not the guy who goes like that would never happen. Right. Like I like to have the suspension of disbelief. I give the the credit to the story. I'm I'm gonna go with it. I accept things too. I, yeah. I will accept it. Man, what an idiot! I know. How and do you like? <laughs> I know it's like 1916. Right. And like motion pictures are kind of new. But I mean, everyone's in the church watching this. Everyone knows it's a movie, right? <laughs> She sees the guy, the projectionist, like wheeling out yeah. everything. He's he's bringing the reels back into his big uh, truck, and it says right there, Goldsmith Pictures, Hollywood, California. She says it out loud when she reads the address. Yeah, um, she knows what a film is. She knows what a movie is, and she thinks that that these three guys are really wealthy Spanish landowners who yeah. fight for the rights of peasants, as as Harry uh, Harry Flugelman says. Right. Um. And this is just like the first two minutes, folks. Uh, <laughs> and we're already shitting all over this. Which, which you know, hilarious movie. Exa- a, a really yeah, funny. It's uh, a great, funny comedy. Yes, like, and it's I, a good yeah. time. It It is. When I, t- I popped it on, I bought the Blu-ray because the last time I saw this probably was on VHS in my grandma's basement. Okay. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, God, I'm going to just get this, get like a good quality version and... Man, like as soon as I turned it on, my whole day just turned around. I was so happy, <laughs> like hearing the theme song and everything. I was like, "Oh man, nostalgia is pouring over me." Yeah, of course. And I hadn't remembered a lot of the specific jokes, just okay. some, you know, the the big ones and things like that. And 
just the movie cracked me up the whole time. Just the little things they were doing. And I was so impressed also with uh, particularly Steve Martin and Martin Short. Like what 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 gifted comedians they both oh, are. Man. And I mean Steve Martin's really impressive lasso work. You know, yeah, and he's kind of a props guy. Yeah, like yeah, he's a he's prop famously, comic, right? Yeah. Um. So he just he just really understands. Um. Com. In addition to comic timing, he can he can do. Yes. I mean, he's a gifted musician. Um. He's a good he's a good dancer. Mm-hmm. Um. He knows footwork, and I'm saying all this about just Steve Martin, but Martin Short obviously yeah, also that matches him step for step. And and they're like, man, they're like. The yin to each other's yang. I like know. They, like, if you know anything about them outside of like, really films close and stuff, friends. they're like best friends. Right. And they are song and dance men. That's, yeah. That is so true. Yeah. Um, and Chevy Chase is there, and I think he's great in this movie, too. Yeah. And we all know he's got his issues, and I heard he was kind of a douche on the set. And <laughs> he's been a douche like, on a lot of sets. That's that's the, the Chevy Chase story. Yeah. That, that's just what you're going to get. Yes. Um, but I think he's also great in this. You get some of his best Chevy Chase stuff. Because he's also a gifted comedian. Yeah. And like, like his persona of just being the, the, the guy who is not too swift yeah. is, is always funny. Right. It's, it's his thing. Like, you know, Adam Sandler's got his thing. That That's the Chevy Chase thing. Right. You know? And he does it great in this movie. Like, my favorite bit is when uh, he's playing that guitar and then the one senorita wants yes. to uh, give him a kiss or whatever. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, oh, would you want to kiss me? And he's like, yeah. And he just kind of keeps going back to playing <laughs> the guitar. Just this absent-minded Yeah, buffoon. he's totally clueless. And she's like, well. And after a beat, he's like, Are you, right now? She's <laughs> like, yeah, we could go on a walk and you can kiss me on the veranda. And he says, the lips will be fine. I mean, you know, okay. I'm, I'm, so I'm really glad you brought up the lips will be fine. Because I, so when I, when I first saw the movie when I was a kid, there, there were jokes that flew over my head. Yes, yes. And the, the, you could kiss me on the veranda. I didn't know what a veranda was. Yeah, me neither. And I thought it was, I, I was an idiot and I thought it was a body part. Right. And I was like, I probably uh, thought it was yeah, something you know, naughty. Right. I thought she was making some kind of, you know, like, yeah, it was a sexual innuendo. Yes. Here. Yes. And it turns out, no, it was completely innocent. And she, it, she's just talking to a man, a man child. Yes. Um, and she was, yeah, unfortunately a man child was watching it too. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, also that, that, uh, the other joke from that sequence that, that completely got by the Martin me. short one. Yes. Oh. He tells that story about Dorothy Gish. Yeah, I I did not know. I mean, I laughed like at the time because of like the reaction of the villagers, not just like, not having shit. Exactly. They're just like looking at him kind of um, <laughs> with these blank stares while he uh, goes on and on about this thing. Kid, you have got it. Young man, you have got it. And, and he's just oh. so happy about himself. He's so like. Oh, he's just so selfish it was right here. Food it's for so him. Funny. Yeah, he, he really thought this was a, a, a turning point in his career. And he thinks everyone else is gonna agree. Of course. And <laughs> it's it's so it's funny. a perfect joke about like show people being oblivious. Yeah. And right. like not not understanding that that other people aren't as affected by these kinds of interactions. Right. And I think now we're older, we've seen lots of movies. Yes. And we're you know, movie history aficionados ourselves like we we know who he's referring to yeah we know what she looks like and what she's been in and like just hearing about her sister told me this like (laughs) it's so funny like dorothy gish uh, you know lillian's sister i'm just like i i mean today when i watched it like i was like holy shit that joke rules it does you know and i think 
being older now and knowing all this stuff, like all the jabs they're making at like old silent movie Hollywood oh, man, yeah. is so funny. They're right. sending this up hard. The way they're just making this these silent movies, <laughs> and you can see just like the makeup on everybody. Yeah, yeah. And they're overacting like you did back then. Of course. And it's just it's so perfectly done and satirized. Um and when you look close at the at the actual the film that Carmen and Rodrigo watch in the church, uh, whatever whatever short that was. I don't remember was, which one that's called. Um, they have some good names though. Amigos, Those amigos, darn amigos, amigos. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> amigos, amigos. <laughs> but the what, what, there's a close up on on all three of their faces, and they're so caked with like the the yeah st- grease paint and everything. Uh-huh. Um, it's w- which. <laughs> Was was a staple of of those movies. I mean, you, yeah. you, in order to like have your face register on film, they they decided that you had to be like you had to be painted up like Pennywise. And like even the going back to just the old Hollywood thing, they're, they're like enslaved by the studio. Like the, <laughs> yeah, like oh, man, Flugelman has right, them right. like living in the the studio mansion. Yeah, and those clothes we gave you those clothes. Nothing belongs to them. Nothing is theirs. Right, and they don't even get paid. They just live there and do the the bidding of. <laughs> Of Joe Montana. Yes. I <laughs> Who mean, looks like super young in this movie. Yeah. I never, I, I forgot he was in it. Oh, honestly. yeah. Honestly. Yeah. And I don't think I've seen him this young in anything else. Well, in, so the, the <laughs> only, I guess the, it was a weird thing. Cause I remember when my brother first saw Godfather three, uh-huh. um, he texted me and said, is, is, uh, is Joey Zaza also Harry Flugelman? Oh. <laughs> And I said, yeah, they almost look exactly <laughs> they, the they, same. They, I mean, they're it's it's, I guess, just five years in between, you know, yeah. like those two movies. So yeah. I, I mean, Joe Montana wouldn't look that much different, right, but yeah. he's he's not he's he's using the same voice. He's yeah. using the same every all the same mannerisms. Mm-hmm. He also uses that same character in The Simpsons when he plays Fat Tony. So yeah. it's like he it does. just right. I, I really think this movie does capture that aspect of the old studio system really well. Yeah, it's great. Um. So let's get into what happens. When they get this telegram uh, as soon as they're booted out of the studio system right. for asking for some money, the, you the, know, the temerity. I mean, I, yeah, <laughs> they they don't hand they don't go about it the with the most um, care. But yeah, uh, lucky uh, Steve Martin's character, Lucky Day, he he speaks on behalf of the amigos and he like steps to Harry Flugelman. You know, that'll be the day. Wow. <laughs> I mean, the it's wrong really approach. Great. Yeah, you know? yeah, going about it the wrong way. So they get booted out of the studio after Phil Hartman takes yeah. their clothes. Amazing. I love seeing Phil Hartman in this. Him and John Lovitz to, as... as He gets uh, on the phone. He's like, and take the Amigos clothes. Yeah, right. <laughs> so <laughs> good. Exactly. Get wardrobe over here right away. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, so they get a telegram saying they have to go fight the infamous El Guapo for putting on a show and blah, blah, blah. Um because the telegram that was sent is condensed and the point doesn't get across. I like to think that even if it wasn't condensed down and the meaning was lost, these three guys are such idiots, they oh, yeah. would still think the same thing. Because it, it was a telegram that was addressed to the three amigos in Hollywood, California, and these right. guys are just show business types, and they think that everything that comes to them, rightly, would be about show business. Right. Um, uh, even though 
well, I would like to think, though, that they would figure out that if someone calls him the evil, murdering, villainous monster El Guapo, that even they would have picked up on it. But maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. These guys are so self-centered yeah. that they would just think they have to go and uh, perform because wh- why else would someone tell them to come down here? To do a personal appearance with this guy, El Guapo, who is probably the biggest actor to ever come out of Mexico. <laughs> he's so famous. He's infamous. That is... In the in the he's so famous that he's infamous is just so it, that is a great bit. It is hilarious. This movie is filled with great writing. Yeah, and I, it was it was Steve Martin, Lorne Michael from Saturday Lorne Night Michaels, Live fame, yeah. Lorne Michaels, yeah, and Randy Newman, the the singer songwriter. I, they I wrote was, this movie. I didn't realize until <laughs> like you know long in of adulthood that Randy Newman, yeah, was was part of this. Uh huh. I mean, yeah, that's quite an achievement. I heard he he kind of just wrote the songs. That was about it. Oh, is that okay? So I, he he didn't write. Dialogue. I, he might have con, con, uh, contributed a little to okay. the stuff, but I think he was mainly there for the song stuff. That makes sense. Um, like my little buttercup, <laughs> <laughs> blue shadows on blue the trail. Blue shadows on the trail. Yeah, that's a great song. Yeah, I love that part. And and their performance is is wonderful. And and I mean, like, and the of course, my little buttercup has all the the. Uh, the dancing part of it too and yeah. it's it's a full number you know I, dude i think this is why i hate musicals okay go please. so <laughs> we will always fight each other they're satirizing this, but... these things in the movie though uh steve martin and martin short are like we're gonna put on a number and everyone's gonna be so happy and these guys are so ignorant and they're just looking at everyone like <laughs> we're making their day yes. no you're not shut the fuck up i don't want to hear you sing <laughs> But they're so pleased with themselves because they're tap dancing around. Yes. Oh, it just drives me nuts. I don't know. <laughs> so that scene for you. Yeah. Like, I like the scene because yeah. they're making an idiot of themselves. Right. Um, and the whole context of the scene is hilarious, too. That they that these people in the saloon, these mean, gruffed up drunkards with, with all these pistols are <laughs> right. afraid of them. Right. <laughs> Yes, because of a misunderstanding so of something funny. happened earlier. Right, I know that that is really good, um, and that they join in when 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 prompted. Yeah, um, and you know, and as the number goes on and on, you, you'd think that they would kind of get wise to it. Yeah, but no, they 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 were told that the that we would know who these guys are, and they know who these guys are. So yeah, okay, uh, they're doing My Little Buttercup. We better we better pay attention. <laughs> we better sing along. <laughs> and uh, yeah, oh, ultimately. Um, so a German guy comes in and they, they make fun of the German guy and he kills a bunch of people right. for making fun of him for having a fancy gun. And he tells them, my friends are coming. You'll know who they are. <sighs> and then immediately the amigos show up and they think these are the friends. So they're terrified of these three idiots that walk in <laughs> <laughs> and perform a tap dance number. Uh, but um, they leave and then the real friends show up and they start making fun of them and then blam, everyone gets blasted away. It's a great joke. Oh, yeah. It's a huge, great setup and a great payoff. Right. Yeah, because and, and it all and I mean, when the Amigos walk out of the cantina, the Germans friends are walking <laughs> in at the same yeah. time. And like it, it it's it flows so seamlessly. We just watched My Little Buttercup and then it's followed by the two German guys like shooting the place to, to hold, shooting the place full of holes. <laughs> yes. And Excellent. of course the bartender says the town's getting too violent for him. And did you recognize the bartender on this one? <sighs> his no. name his name is Fred Asparagus. Um, yeah, I recognize the name. But... He played the last drummer in Spinal Tap. 
like after Mick really? explodes, okay. um, it cuts to the new guy. Yeah. It, that's that's him. That's him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, pretty that, cool. That's awesome. So they they end up going to the town Santa Poco, and uh, meeting everyone, and they're gonna prepare for their big scene <laughs> with the the biggest movie star come out of Mexico. El <laughs> so they're there. They think they're just there for you know. Making some movie or some crap. And, yeah. Uh, Do a personal appearance. Some banditos show up and they're upset because it's not actually El Guapo. They're like, well, great. They didn't say, they said it would be 50 men, not right. three. Right. Well, they better still pay us and yes. all this stuff, like all this movie star crap right. that doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> and they put on a show yeah. and they run the guys off, like, and unintentionally they run the guys off yeah, because the guys, the guys are just, you know, kind of like confused about what this is. Yeah, because they're a bunch of these showboating idiots, right. like circling them, reciting all these ridiculous lines. Yes, telling them to say things, yeah, and asking them for prompts. It's such a strange situation, right? You're you're walking into a town to start trouble, and these guys start <laughs> acting really weird. Yeah, you're, I'd be like, yeah, let's just get out of here. Right. I don't know what's let's go happening. tell the boss what's going on. Yeah. yeah. So they think they've saved the day. Um, and and they're fulfilling their uh, contract, right? <laughs> so, right. So they all celebrate, get wasted. This is where we have the great scenes we've already talked about with Chevy Chase and Martin Short. Yeah. Um, and then the next morning they wake up because El Guapo comes in with all his men now to right. start some trouble, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, great! They're hung over as shit, dude." Oh they yeah, just partied yeah, exactly. it hard all right. night, Hollywood right. style. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they and they El Guapo. Is played by Alfonso Aro. Mm-hmm. He rides off with Carmen. He he kidnaps Carmen, and the and the rest of the bandits like set fire to the town essentially. Uh-huh. And the amigos are are told to get the fuck out, and they do because yeah. they realize that this is real. Because frauds, yes. Because uh, Lucky is shot while while they're doing their <laughs> he gets shot in his left arm. Yes. <laughs> um. And yeah. And and now they got to deal with this because they they the townspeople are are devastated by by what has just happened they ride back into town and they go to carmen's house and they ask you know what's going you know what yeah. happened they, they can see what happened and they decide that they're going to based on ned's uh a yeah recommendation they're gonna actually try to be the three amigos for real yep ned niedermeyer niederlender niederlender yeah okay it just means dutchman okay yeah. <laughs> their names are great There's- yes <laughs> There's a Dusty Bottoms. Dusty Bottoms is Chevy Chase. Uh, Lucky Day, right? And Ned Ned Niederlander, yeah. right? It's so stupid. I know <laughs> these it's, names it's, are great. Yeah, exactly. They're yeah. such made up Hollywood names. Yeah, I, I love it. <laughs> but yeah, they end up saying, "Okay, we're gonna do this. We have nothing back in in the states. Um, there's nothing to go back to. T- down here, we can be the real amigos." <sighs> With with no t- real skills that can do anything. No, but, uh, <laughs> and and I don't know where even like they get their ammunition. Right. Yeah. I mean, none of this makes sense. It doesn't, and it doesn't uh, have to. And their guns are are they even real? I, I don't know. I guess they are because they do fire real bullets. Well, but, but but when in the scene when Lucky gets shot, he's like, "Wait a minute, let me see your gun." That's right. He yeah. storms up to who he thinks is this other actor, you know, and it's <laughs> right. just Hefe. Yes. <laughs> and he gives up his gun, and he looks. He's like, "Real bullets. You're gonna hear from me." Yes. Like you can't be using these. He's gonna call Actors Equity on Hefe. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. He's you know, file law. Lawsuit. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and th- that's a great scene. He realizes it's real. 
Um, and he walks back to the other amigos, and he's like, uh, guys, if this is real. This is real. They're going to kill us. And they start, like, crying. Yeah. They all three start crying. They, That's they, their immediate response. <laughs> and and the crying is that is that, like, we're leading up to crying. It's kind of like... <gasps> Yeah, <laughs> like they're they're yeah. they're simpering a little bit. They're like children that yeah. know uh, they're gonna get in trouble or something. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. It's so funny. Yeah, it's very these good. Man, children in in dress up, playing cowboy, right, right, are are in over their heads, right, and they realize there's nothing they can do about it, except cower and <sighs> plead for their lives, right, <laughs> which does save them. But that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Oguapo does take some mercy on them. Yeah. Because he realized this would just be too easy. <laughs> and before they did the blubbering, they tried to appeal to maybe El Guapo like knows who we are. They they kind of did this, uh, you know, we sing and dance and yeah. they go, you know, my little butter. They, they kind of go into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, for a sec. and like, like they think that he's going to recognize the, the, the tune or whatever. And man nope. uh, no they're, they're they're in another place yeah yeah <laughs> poor guys yes and so they have to then go on this quest to to find el guapo's lair all right so so how the who gave them these directions i don't know was it like a genie or like, like right. who comes up with these directions i know because they got to do all these things that are ridiculous i like know fantasy elements this right. is lord of the rings bullshit exactly you know? and and maybe that's just maybe that is like they put that in there just for for comedy's sake and you like know. the the comment like the comedy borderlines on like absurdity at times yes which I think allows these ridiculous things to happen, and you you buy in, of course. Like the singing bush, it's literally a bush that's dancing around and singing show tunes. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's it's just Randy Newman singing it, standards. Yeah, and like, and it's at the end of, I guess a little. It's at the bottom of a ravine where there's only there's no way out. Yeah, like you, you see when when they walk toward it. There's there's no other passage out of this. You have to go back to where you came from. So it's not even placed right. <laughs> I never even noticed that. That's yeah. funny. Um and and they and they ask it several times, "Are you the singing bush?" because it won't shut up. And the finally Lucky is smart enough to say, "My guess is this is the singing bush." <laughs> it's it's pretty funny. Yes. It's good. And then there's an invisible swordsman. Right. Um, yeah, Dusty Bottoms accidentally shoots the invisible swordsman after some <laughs> Because they have to do this incantation, the three of them, yeah. to like like separate, the, oh. uh, and fire a shot into the air, and I mean the and the killing of the invisible swordsman. There really is no consequence from that. Uh, not, not as far as like I don't right. I don't, don't want to see Dusty Bottoms, you know, be um, like indicted on charges. I'm talking about like <laughs> it doesn't affect their quest. Right. They still find Oguapo's place. The next scene. Yeah, they do. Um, it, <sighs> Killing the Invisible Swordsman is a great gag. I know, it like, is. Because you yeah. wouldn't expect that. Yeah. Dusty Bottoms doesn't even believe it's real. Like, what the... What? There's an invisible guy, and he accidentally kills him. <laughs> and, and you know, I, I'm, I'm really pissed off at Dusty in that moment, not only for killing the swordsman, but for, for being so incredulous about his existence. He yeah. just saw the singing bush. Yeah. The singing yeah. bush exists. Yeah. And it's right there. And, and like... And whatever... Uh, mage gave them this instruction, told right. them it was co- coming. Yeah, I mean, Gandalf like sent them exactly. on this quest. Yes. So, <laughs> how how do you not believe your own eyes? Yeah. Obviously, an invisible swordsman well, is in, see the is in play with your eyes, Dave. I guess that's true, but but <laughs> I, I <laughs> yes, I guess that's true. But if I'm looking at a singing bush, <laughs> I know, singing Camp Town I races, I would be like, well, I'm 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 in. Yeah. 
<laughs> and when you kill the swordsman, you hear like the horse neigh, it whinnies and falls over <laughs> and uh, you see a pile of dust yes. and uh, like an outline laying yeah. in the sand. And Martin Short grabs the invisible wrist of the swordsman, picks it up and drops it and a, d- a plop of dust comes up. That's a cool it's effect. a great practical a effect. A really cool effect. <laughs> I mean, yeah, picking up an invisible wrist to, to, to check for, you know, vital signs. Yeah. <laughs> and then it actually, you know, makes a thud. Pretty yeah, cool. It's pretty great. So anyway, you're right it doesn't have any effect on anything except it's a joke you <laughs> yes. know um but they do see the germans plane flying the, right the tubman oh, yeah. 13 or whatever it's called yep, yep. And, tubman uh, 601 yeah that i flew in little netty goes to war <laughs> pretty cool <laughs> yeah i love these names of the yeah. Old movies yeah um so they follow the plane and that's how they find uh, El Guapo's yes. compound my guess is it's heading right toward El Guapo and it's like that's a great guess cuz i mean well, yeah. uh, sure. All right. He, he must be heading toward El Guapo. They got nothing I, else to go on. I guess so. Yeah, let's do it. And, uh, you know, they w- when they actually get to El Guapo's compound mm-hmm. and we, we find that, that uh, Carmen is alive and well, um, but she is going to be El Guapo's bride. Yes. And but this this particular uh, scene, though, has one of my other favorite bits in the film. Yeah. And it's between uh, Tony Plana as Jefe and uh, Alfonso Aro as El Guapo. Mm-hmm. It's the plethora discussion. That's a great one. Um, it's it's just a, a such a well-crafted joke. And I it's amazing, like. It's probably become one of the more famous jokes in the movie. I was going to say it, it, it. I I would easily say this is the most iconic joke yeah. from the movie the most iconic thing from the movie probably if so. you mentioned three amigos people immediately jump to the plethora right joke right it was it was um it it's it's a great thing too because I, I i love i love scenes like this that that don't kind of lead to anything it's not plot driven um there, there's nothing expository about it it's just right. let's just have this this funny exchange between these two good actors it does lead into more because he, <laughs> el guapo is giving him all this shit about how he doesn't know what a plethora is, but he's telling him he has a plethora, uh-huh. you know, which is yeah. funny. Yeah. But then Hefe gets from this, could it just be that maybe something else is bothering you and you're taking it out on me? Hefe's really intuitive. Yeah, like, uh, surprisingly so. Yeah. And he, that's, why he made, that's why he's a good number one guy. Exactly, because, yeah. like, you know, he, he's he's the only person who can probably talk to El Guapo in this fashion. Yeah. You know, uh, that El Guapo wouldn't just kill, you know, right, yeah. for, for, you know, being insolent. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, he just full-on says, look, I, I, I have a feeling you're taking this out on me because you're you're in a bad mood about something. Is it because you're turning 40? Yes. And he's like, no. <laughs> yes. And he goes, could it be because Carmen does not want to be your woman? And he's like, yeah, that that's why. Yes. <laughs> and Hefe gives, you know, the horrible idea of just take the woman. <sighs> um Yeah. And Hefe gives or then El Guapo also gives this great defense of that, like, hey, no, you can't treat a woman like that. Mm-hmm. Like if you want a flower to open up to you, you gotta be gentle. You sure. can't just force the petals open. Um and then it just turns on its head again and Hefe says, Well, is she gonna do it tonight? And he's like, uh, she will. Or I'm going to kill her. You know, like you're thinking El Guapo is a progressive man and it yeah. turns out he isn't. Yeah, right. Um, It was all bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Another well-crafted scene. Yes, yes. The excellent. Mo- the movie has a plethora of great, well-crafted comedic scenes. Very well. Very good. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, And... And that, there was another joke in here too around this time where where the, another one that flew over my head when I was a kid where um, the the other lady who's like 
um, one of El Guapo's women. Yeah. Um, she comes in to talk to Carmen and says, let me prepare you for the way El Guapo makes love. Yeah. Tell me, do you know what foreplay is? And she says, uh, no. Oh, well, good. Neither does El Guapo. Yeah. I didn't know one. what foreplay was. Neither. I didn't know what that meant. Is, um, it, is it like a veranda? Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh man. Um, but you know, eventually they like the, the amigos, they, they, they scale the wall, they, they get into the compound yes. and they have a really weird plan. Um, <laughs> their plan is to just get in. Yes. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> right. And there's this, you know, when, when they, they, um, <laughs> the pinatas that are, that are strung above yeah, the right, mission, yeah. they, they, they grab the, the ropes that they're, that they're, they're hanging there. Yeah. And Ned, he, I guess he, it's almost like it was designed for him to do this because yeah. they, he says so far so good when, when he's hanging there, but like his spurs go into one of the pinatas and he has to hang there like suspended over top of, of, of the whole uh, courtyard. <laughs> this is, dude, this is not intentional. There's no way it's an accident. Why does he say so far? So good? I think he's being sarcastic. Really? Yeah, I think he is. Okay. All right. All yeah. right. Cause dusty Swings in to the a building, you yeah, know, where Carmen is being held, which I think is just coincidental. Yeah, like he just flies in and like crashes into the wardrobe. Yeah, it's it, <laughs> yeah. pretty. That that was another cool effect. Yeah. Uh, then Ned swings in and gets his heels stuck into a pinata, and he's just suspended in the air. Tot- that's got to be totally accidental. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then Lucky swings in and just face plants in the dirt because the rope is too long. Yes, yes, awesome. That's great. They, they they all had rope different rope troubles. Yes. Um and I don't know like was was their plan to all end up like dusty? Probably. Like okay. we're gonna all swing in and yeah. yeah. And they'll they'll be at different parts of the compound and maybe yeah. they can regroup. Right. I see. All right. Well that yeah. that's fair. Um <laughs> But and the other the other thing too, like the, I guess one other bit of bullshit with uh-huh. with um, you know, like where you have to spend your disbelief. The the way Ned is suspended over top of um Oh of my the god, action, yes. I mean, he's up there for a long time, and then whenever they do a close-up on Martin Short, his grip on the rope is like non-existent. Yeah, it's. I mean, <laughs> it's not. It's nothing. Like the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, dude, I would have, I would have fallen immediately. I know. I know. I, I know. Martin Short's not a big guy. Right. I mean, he's not holding up like 300 pounds. True. But I'm probably the same size as that guy. I would be done <laughs> yes. immediately. He's not that strong. Yeah, right. right. I mean, that... I am not strong. <laughs> I'm not big, but you can't hold, you know, 170 pounds right. horizontally like this. Exactly. Yeah. And that pinata is probably not that strong either. Oh my <laughs> yeah, God. I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's holding a grown man in the air like that. Yeah. No, no, that's not happening. But it's, it leads up to another great joke. It's a good setup because they, they find Lucky and Dusty, and they're like, "What is happening? Are amigos falling from the sky?" And then, of course, Ned falls yes. from the sky. Great punchline. <laughs> <laughs> and it takes could... a really ugly fall, by the way. It, yeah, when he oh lands, yeah, when I... he lands, it's like on his shoulder. Yes. Like, yes. I'm assuming. I mean, it's got to be just like a dummy that yeah, falls. Probably but so. Like, but it, the impact and speed is like <laughs> way harsher than you would expect. I bet that table's made of like sturdy oak. <laughs> I mean, yes. it's 1960. This is not a WWE table. No, that was not a gimmicked table, man. <laughs> no. I mean, he, he takes a real bump. Yeah. He, you would dislocate your shoulder or break your neck. Probably, probably, yeah, if you're lucky, you have a dislocated <laughs> shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is a 
hard fall. Can we talk about this dungeon that they put Steve Martin in? Oh, you, yeah. Why would you do this? I don't know why, why El Guapo has James Bond traps in his in his compound. <laughs> I mean, right. It's, I mean, you can't have sharks in the desert, so you got to have like <laughs> right. something like this. You have all four limbs with a separate chain on it. Yeah. Holding you against the wall. But they're all connected to these like massive weights that you can pull off the ground and inch by inch make your way to the release lever. Right. That is inside your own dungeon. <laughs> like it's in your cell with you. And and when you get there You couldn't like feed this through the drywall or something? Like, I, yeah, on, right, man. right. Um <laughs> and, and when you when you get there. Uh, you're rewarded with, I guess, the keys to the cell because the bandits had left them there in thinking that you would never achieve this. Yeah, it's, uh, this is Bond villainess. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's it's the it's the one of the best jokes from Austin Powers about like you know an yeah. overly elaborate and exotic. Aren't death. you going to watch them kill? Right, get killed. I got a gun in my room. I'll go get it and let's shoot them sh- right now. We'll shoot them right now together. Th- Boom. Scott, you don't dead, get it, done. do you? <laughs> yes, exactly. Austin, right. Austin Powers. Yeah. We need to do that. That, that. One of those movies, we got to at least do one Austin Powers. The first movie is is a, is an absolute classic. The first yes. movie's great. I love the second one also. Oh, you do? Okay. I do really like the second one. Well, that'll be an interesting episode. Oh, I, uh, okay. Yeah. You don't like the second one? I, I'm okay. not a... F- yeah. All right, all right. We'll, we'll all get into right. it. The third one's garbage, though. I can yeah, agree on agree that. agree that. Yes. All right. Anyway, back to the, the amigos, folks. Yes, um, but eventually, like when when Ned falls out of the sky, um, he is saved in a sense because the German recognizes him from his films. Oh yeah, and Ned Niederlander. Yes, uh, and he turns out he learned his quick draw skills from from watching Ned. Yeah, but after he got older he realized that there was movie tricks, trick photography. And, um, he says he was crushed because he, he, you know, like he realized that this was all fake. And now he wants to, he's been waiting apparently his whole life to have a run in with Ned Niederlander to where he can have a quick draw. Um, yes, he's going to have a duel with this guy. Really? This guy, this has been your vendetta. Your entire life is to to have a a draw with Ned Niederlander. Yeah. Fraud. Right. And, and, (laughs) But by, Who by, ruined everything you believe in. And by some <laughs> ridiculous... So, I know, so I know. stupid, I love it. I know, it's so cool. I, it, like, And that they would meet in the Mexico desert. Him from Germany. And I mean, <laughs> they, they end up together right, like this. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Yeah, what are the odds? Uh, and um, and then, you know, when, when, the, when the duel happens, it's it's another really amazing thing that, that just mm-hmm. makes no sense. Um. It's a weird, like, forced perspective from Ned Niederlander where uh, you see the German's eyes uh-huh. um, kind of half close. Okay. And somehow Ned sees it because his eyes get big uh-huh. and he goes for his gun. These guys are lined up about 100 yards away from each other. Mm-hmm. There's no way he could see this guy's <laughs> eyes, <laughs> but that's what he reacts to. Um, yeah, and may, maybe it's just a, maybe they did this accidentally. Maybe it's and you know, I, I don't know, but it just, and it didn't bother me, but it was just yeah. one of those things where I was like, Oh, wait a minute. That doesn't work. I didn't you read know? into it that way. Okay. I just thought it was like a stylistic Western choice. It is of, that, uh, that's just all I thought it was, was showing the German he's focused and narrowed in Yeah, and Ned's just out of his league and wide eyed. Like, what am I going to do? Okay. That's kind of how I looked at it. Th- that, that's cool. That, and that's probably what they intended because it, there's just no way that Ned from that distance could have seen the, the narrowing of the guy's eyes. Right. And he is such a quick draw that 
he does get the gun out and shoot him. Right. But Hefe gave him this giant gun. Yes. That, a man's gun, you know? Yes. <laughs> you should die with a man's gun. And, <laughs> all right. So, Ned, you're this quick draw master. All of a sudden, you're using this weapon you're unfamiliar with that weighs 100,000 pounds. I know. Like, Another great gag is when he hands him the gun. It's just so heavy. It yeah. immediately, like Thor's hammer, clunks to the ground. <laughs> right. Because it's, it's this hand cannon yeah. that, that <laughs> you know, like that he couldn't possibly handle. And somehow he's able to draw it quickly. Like, yeah. It, yeah. The, the physical comedy in this movie is out of this world great. Oh, yeah. And, it, and it's and it's like vaudeville style in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like when they're getting yelled at by like Harry Flugelman, they like, he's yelling so loudly that all the amigos like lean back yes. at the same time. Yes. Like they're being uh, hit so by a, a strong wind. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Pretty funny. So good. <laughs> um, um, and also in this shoot in the, in the dual scene here, like all of a sudden, um, so like dusty was in the wardrobe rescuing Carmen and he steals the guards clothes to, you know, camouflage himself. Right. All of a sudden in this duel, he's back in the Amigo costume. That was weird. I know. I didn't. Yeah. You're Which right. I think is intentional. Like, I think they, they definitely planned that. It, right. I don't think it was an inconsistency. They definitely planned it. Okay. It, it's it's got to be some kind of gag they threw in here. Well, so do you don't think that the, that the, once the bandits realized that he wasn't Jose, that they didn't just strip off the clothes. I mean, is that, I don't think they, I don't know if they did. Maybe that explains why he's back in his costume. Okay. Um, but I think it was just a joke they, they wrote in here. An okay. absurdist co- comedic moment. Right. That makes no sense. Speaking of absurdist, after after uh, Ned guns down the German, um, one of the other Germans like goes for his gun to shoot Ned, uh-huh. and Dusty is a is an expert knife thrower. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, amazing like aim with this, with this knife that he yeah. pulls out of some other guy's boot and nails the other German's Shirts, yeah, his, uh, his sleeve to this wooden pole, yep. rendering him completely useless in the rest of the gunfight. Yeah. Uh, quite something. It's awesome. <laughs> and Lucky gets out of the dungeon and shows up. Oh, my God. This is one of my favorite lines in the movie. He points his gun at El Guapo and <laughs> says, I'll pump you so full of lead, you'll be using your dick as a pencil. <laughs> <laughs> and someone says... What is what does he mean? He says he, he El Guapo said, "What do you mean?" <laughs> and then um, Hefe leans in and is like, "I think he means." And then El Guapo like shuts him like I know what he means. Like, <laughs> shuts him up real yeah. quick. <laughs> By the way, I'm gonna pump you so full of lead you'll be using your dick for a pencil. Would never appear in a PG rated movie today. No, it, it, well, that, that's a PG thirteen, right? No, it's PG. Oh, okay. Yeah. All this right. that that is a hard PG joke, you yeah, know. Yeah, that's uh... I, I, it's, <laughs> holy shit. I I I still was kind of like, oh my god, you know. I, when he says that, <laughs> I you, I don't know about you, but I visualize that, and I'm like, that is just wrong. That is so funny. <laughs> You'll be using your dick as a pencil. <laughs> and, it's, and it's 1916 and he's talking like that. Yeah. You know, yeah, like it, he's doing like a Bruce Willis line. I mean, it's really, really something. That's great. I love it. <laughs> so they, they they escape. They escape the party. Can and... we talk about the escape for just a second? Yeah, sure. Okay. Because this is this is a, one other thing that I just, holy, um, I don't know what to make of it. Okay. Why why do the other bandits who number in the 50s and they all are armed, heavily armed, why do they do what Lucky says? I don't know. Um, they, he tells them to put their guns on the ground. Well, 
And right? El Guapo, yes. El Guapo El, says to do it, And El Guapo it, right? says, do as he says. Okay. Why does El Guapo say, do as he says? I mean, like, he doesn't, they, they, like, the Amigos have these guys dead to rights. They don't. It, they're just three guys. Right. And um, they they don't even have their hands on El Guapo. Like, he's, he's not, he's... He, he has the gun pointed at him. But, but it's not like it... It's if, not like if, in his right. in his throat or anything. If, yeah. if Dusty was holding on to El Guapo with a gun in his in his face, saying, "You know, yeah. if you make a move, I'll kill this guy," yeah. I would get it. But that's not what happens. El Guapo is actually standing there with his hands on his belt buckle as they leave, <laughs> like staring them down, like I'm going to get you in five seconds. Right. And Carmen <laughs> shows up at the gates, and it takes them a long time to get the gate open because uh-huh. they're they're like struggling with the with the yeah. latch. Yeah. Carmen uh, procures four horses for them. And Ned <laughs> says, and don't try to touch those guns. <laughs> I mean, they're touching those guns. You guys are dead. You're, you're, I mean. As soon as he says that, El Guapo grows, yes! grabs his gun off the ground. So right. shooting at him. Right. Yeah. And there, and there's 50 of them and it's yeah. a pretty short distance. I mean, these guys have obviously stormtrooper aim and that's yeah. just part of the movies. But at, I mean, it just was one of those things where I was like. Oh, th- th- this, this part, th- this part of the plan, it, it just doesn't hold up at all. I mean, like there, there's the El Guapo would have like just even if he just trips one of them as they're running away, right. that's it, you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I agree. It's, right. it's a little ridiculous. Yeah, there is a great joke too when he tells him to put the guns down. Dusty puts his gun down. <laughs> I mean that's a classic gag. Yes, I love I love seeing it. And it's and it's a classic Chevy Chase gag too. Yeah. Like where he just in in any situation he's gonna miss the point. Yeah, you know, right? <laughs> it's pretty funny. So they they get back to Santa Poco and um, they don't know what they're gonna do, and they ask everyone in the village like, well, what are you good at? Well, use your skills against El Guapo, and they say we're good at sewing. <laughs> and you think, okay, well, what are you gonna do with that? <laughs> And they have an idea. Ned says, remember, amigos, amigos, amigos? You think it'll work? It's got to work. <laughs> yeah, it's got to work. So there's a montage of them making clothes, sewing it together. Right. And it El Guapo shows up with his men, and the amigos start appearing all over town. They, they're surrounded. They don't know what's happening. And apparently the whole village is dressed as amigos now. Yeah. Uh, confusing El Guapo and his gang. Right. Because they keep looking to at, in, in the in the open edifices and they keep seeing amigos mm-hmm. like pointing. Oh, there they are. Let's get them. Mm-hmm. And then they ride toward that. And, oh, wait. No, they're over there now. And now they're in the church, you mm-hmm. know, and um, it's a it's a fantastic plan. I, yeah. I, I like this a lot. And um, obviously sewing that many costumes would take a long time. <laughs> The one thing that bothered me is if they had all these guns anyway, why weren't they fighting back? They seemed pretty heavily armed. Everyone had at least one weapon. The old lady <laughs> at the end, she her, her her is the last shot and she's I mean, yeah, they 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 had a huge arsenal that they just weren't using. I I yeah, I wonder if there was a deleted scene where they got the Germans' weapons. Were they on the plane with the Germans still? Like, I, I'm oh, reaching uh, at straws here. Uh, no, because like, no, because yeah. the, the German had already delivered the rifles. Those were already in El Guapo's yeah, they're compound. Still there, yeah. So. Um, yeah, and he didn't have pistols from what I saw. So yeah, uh, the, the yeah, that's I guess that's another pretty big <laughs> hole. Um, unless they fashioned guns while they were making the costumes, I don't know about the sequence. They made like they don't show. Like when they showed the amigos firing and like moving around the town and yeah. like causing this confusion, <laughs> it's just our three amigos that we've yes. seen the whole time. Yes. We're not seeing like these other 
people, no. these extras or whoever, or the other the villagers, right? The you don't villagers, see Carmen. Like, you don't see them, right? You just see Ned Nederlander, like in fucking every building. And and the costumes also are a little inconsistent. Yeah. Um, like, because when when the big reveal is made after all the men have have either fled or been killed, and it's just down to El Guapo, the villagers all come out, and you can see that their costumes look different than the amigos. Yeah. They, they don't have the sequins on them and all that stuff. But they really cheat it at one point where you see like six amigos running into this one little yeah, uh, house. Yeah. Which and is, I think that's funny. It is funny. And, and it's <laughs> and it's a great, I, I think they just maybe intentionally made it inconsistent because it's yeah. like, well, who cares? This is a right. silly thing. Um, but but very elaborate costumes. Right, they're clown carring into this building. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're like, wait, how can, and I mean, as a, a viewer of this, you know what the plan is. Yeah. You can tell they're making Amigo costumes. Yeah. And they're all going to wear them. You can infer that from what's happening. Right. Um, but the way they show it, maybe it's to, to, maybe it's the point of view from El Guapo and his men. They see all the Amigos around town. Oh, that, yeah, And that's they true. think there's only yeah. three. So, of course, they have the faces and appearance of just these three guys. That's true. You're so, right. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, because because their their first, um, their their first thought would yeah be be that I'm seeing the same person over and over again, so they would see the same costume. You're right. Yeah, yeah. that could be it. I don't know. So ultimately, ami- amigos. Um, so ultimately, El Guapo's men get freaked out and leave. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of them are dead. A lot of them abandon him, and just leave him there, uh, to die. Yes, he gets shot. Um, and. <sighs> That's about it. They shoot him. He falls on the ground. They come out and um, reveal their their plan. All the villagers yeah. were actually the other amigos. And El Guapo, in one final attempt, I guess to to cause trouble, <laughs> shoots dust or shoots uh, Lucky in the foot, and then he dies immediately. Why didn't he blow him away? El Guapo dies. Why didn't he blow him away? I don't know. Why did yeah. he just like? I guess like, chaotically shoot Lucky in the foot if he if he had this thing come closer I want to tell you something and he knew yeah. he was going to do this he shoots him in the foot why wouldn't he just like put the gun right I mean you know what would happen yeah. if if this movie had been made by Alfonso Aro yeah yeah uh, Lucky's brains would have been all over the church and you know I don't think it would have been better but it would have been different it would definitely would be different yes yeah and that that's basically it they, yeah. the, the the town is saved. Um, they get their reward. They get their kisses from the women and <laughs> the money is thrown at them. And just like in the beginning kisses of, from the women <laughs> and just like the beginning of the movie we saw in, in their silent film that Carmen saw and draw these conclusions from, um, they returned the money they were told they'd get and justice is their reward. And, um, that's it. Yeah. So this happens. They get, they get all the money that the town has and Ned's like, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that, please. Just you know, right away. Right, and he yeah. gets it. And then they all look at each other and throw the money back and give their speech, you know, mm-hmm. um, a good way to bookend the film, I think. Yeah. I mean, because they because they, they are now are the, the in real life three amigos. And, you know, God, I, I keep coming to this, everybody. And I'm sorry I keep pulling this thing apart. But, you know, I <laughs> if, if Carmen and Lucky are in love, then yeah. just settle down in Santa Poco. You know, well, that that's also a good joke because Lucky, well, that's says, true. Lucky <laughs> does say after they kiss, he says, one I'll day I'll come back. Yeah. And she goes, why? <laughs> <laughs> 
and then he's he, he, he's a little <laughs> flustered and he's like well i thought you know me and you and and then you can tell carmen is kind of like oh yeah uh-huh. okay yeah, yeah and she's yeah. a little yeah. Uh, um she's blushing yeah. you know she's yeah. like oh yeah okay like you can tell she's not opposed to it oh of course but she's kind of you know she's She's a little embarrassed, I yeah. think. Yeah, and it hadn't oh, yeah. occurred to her that, that this was even, like, in the cards, that, like, oh, I could settle down with Lucky, you know? Yeah. Um, but now he's, I'll come back one day. <laughs> she mean... goes, why? <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> That's a great joke. <laughs> yes. And, you know, there must have been a deleted scene also with the kid. Um, because the like, watch. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, like, earlier, when they first get to Santa Poco, the kid says, you know, can I have your watch when you are dead? Yeah. And it's just a funny line. Yeah. But he says, um, it seems that the kid and Dusty have, like, some kind of real relationship because, like, you know, he gets a, yeah. a, a big hug yeah. from him and he goes, I want to go with you. And, you know, Ned has to tell him, you know, no, your, your village needs you. Yeah. Like, there must have been some other thing that we didn't see. Um, I know there's about 20 minutes of deleted scenes yeah. out there. I haven't seen any of them. I haven't either. Um, but that could be in there. Right. Apparently, there's lost footage also of like Sam Kinison yeah. as like a, a feral man <laughs> like <laughs> causing trouble. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, I. and there's also Fran Drescher. She was in it? She was in it. Oh, I didn't um, know that. There, there's another character that was like totally excised from the whole movie. Like it was a an actor at the at, at Fugelman's the studio. At, yeah. Okay. He was also like plotting against the amigos in some way. Um and yeah, of, of all the deleted scenes, um, you know, I, I would have liked to have seen, I guess, Fran Drescher stuff because I just yeah. like Fran Drescher. Yeah, she's but good. yeah. Um and I, I know the script was rewritten from like the ground up several times. Right. Uh because I think um, Steve Martin, really, it was his brainchild. Um, and he had an original draft and he had writers like work on it and mm-hmm. stuff. And yeah. it, it was just crap. At oh. least that's what he thought. And that's what he had heard from a few people, too. I gotcha. And okay. I think Lauren Michaels actually told him, We got to do this over again. Yeah. Because they were, they're friends. Yeah. And he, he was showing it to Lauren, like, Hey, uh, this is my idea. This is what we got. And he's like, Okay, we have to scrap everything. <laughs> the idea is good. This, this screenplay, this treatment here is garbage. That's, yeah. I mean, and, and it also, I guess, geez, it, it probably, I imagine some of the rewrites also had to do with some of the recasting because I saw that like Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi had been attached yeah, to Bill it Murray at one point. Yeah, Bill Murray was in talks. Yes, like the, yes. Basically, yeah. Every, John Candy the, was in it, was involved at yeah, one point. Yeah, the who's who yeah. of 70s and 80s comedy exactly. was, was all over this. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Um. Anything else, Dave? Um, there's a couple things, uh, you know, um, the 10 peso version, um, with, with the, with the telegrapher, uh, yeah. tells Carmen and Rosarigo, I'll give you the 10 peso version. That's when he comes right. up with the infamous instead of all those other adjectives. Yeah. I've been saying the 10 peso version. It's been in my vocabulary ever since really? I saw this movie. Okay. Every time I condense something, I say I'm the 10 peso version. Okay. I um, like that. And almost no one gets the reference. Um, they just look at me with, with this, you know, <laughs> and, and I've stopped saying it out loud because I, I, it's just burned me too often. All right. But you know, uh, what can you do? Um, what, from now on, you have to start saying that to me. Very well. That, okay. That's it. Uh, that, that, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to give you the 10 peso version whenever, you know. Yeah. When, from, when we do, what have you been watching? You yeah, can give everyone exactly. the 10 peso version. Yes. When, and whenever I'm being too long winded, Scott will say, give me the 10 peso version. Dave, yeah. Right. You know, <laughs> um, <Sweet. laughs> the other thing was I. I really love at the end when they get back to the at, when they get back to the village and before they do the amigos 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 uh, uh, 
plot. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Steve Martin's speech to the villagers about, um, you know, overcoming your own personal El Guapo, who also happens to be yes. the actual El Guapo. <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> um, one thing in particular, shyness might be your El Guapo. Or a lack of education might be your El Guapo. <laughs> I, I, the, in this case, it's actually El Guapo. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and the, the line about shyness being your El Guapo, that's been, that's another thing that's been in my head. I've never voiced it, you know, out loud before, but like shyness being an El Guapo is, is something that's always stuck with me too. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> There's so many little things that we, we totally missed. So oh, if we missed your favorite jokes, people like, sorry. Yeah. But, I mean, I we, we probably love them too. Yeah, exactly. And, and, <laughs> and the last thing that that's the thing too, about like doing one of for, for an episode like this, where it's a comedy movie, mm-hmm. if it's just us recreating all the best bits and laughing about it and that's all we do, then that's not really a breakdown of the movie. Yeah. And that's not what we do. We right. like to talk a little more about things. Yeah. Um, cool. So Dave, would you recommend this movie? Yes. Yes. It is a full throated recommend. Uh, everybody should see three amigos. If you haven't seen it, see it. Yeah. I would totally recommend three amigos. I'd say it's a three star movie. Yes. It's me too. It's a great comedy and it, um, it, if you're interested in eighties comedy and not like a lot of the kind of, uh, hurtful things that come from that period <laughs> right or problematic things like this movie does a pretty good job avoiding most of that stuff it does yeah it's it's really um like everything that's in it it, it would totally fly today yeah yeah so three amigos definitely recommend from the dudes and that will wrap things up if you like what you heard please subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcast rate it review it and most of all share it that gets more dudes listening to the dudes so you can also go to dudesonmovies.com and find anything you need right there. Yeah, and we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias. Um, and we have an email address, uh, dudesonmovies at gmail.com. Please drop us a line. Right. And Dave, uh, we have a question of the week. Yes. Uh, the question of the week is, what is your favorite movie about the movie business? There we go, folks. Um, so give us a call on our voicemail, 628-400-DUDE. That's 628-400-3833. And stay tuned next week when we do 2000's American Psycho, directed by Mary Heron, starring Christian Bale. So until next week, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time.